Hello and welcome back to the Papahood Podcast with me, your host, Stephen Brass. I'm looking forward to talking to this next gentleman. I've known him for 20, close to 20 years. And I've realized over a period of time that he's had a huge impact on one of my main goals in life. And it started the almost the first day I met him. So this is uh, something that uh, is so special to me. Our guest today is uh, a living example of a person who is doing his best every single day. I've known him as a boss, as a friend, a colleague, a senior mentor, but mostly I've also seen his transition, not transition, but his journey of being a dad. And what he values is teaching his kids to be and lead well-balanced lives, not just for themselves, but for their societies, for their professions, and for their partners as well. And well, the list can go on. Solomon, without further ado, thank you for being on our podcast and uh, welcome to the show. Have I missed anything? Nothing at all. And uh, it is definitely a privilege to see you again, Steve, and uh, reconnect and recollect all that uh, we did for the short span that we worked together as well. And uh, thank you for inviting me to this uh, podcast and you're doing a great job and I want to congratulate you for this uh, initiative of uh, Papahood podcast and will definitely add value to the listeners as well. Thank you, Solomon. Now, a little background about Solomon. Solomon runs a consulting firm called the Solomon People Solutions. He runs it out of Dubai, but is working across the globe with different organizations it's a 15-year-old firm, but Solomon comes with many, many more years of experience, lots of experience that is, you know, helping to shape and enable individuals and organizations, right, so that they develop the skills with a human touch. I mean, we have enough of technology, isn't it? So we definitely need that human touch. He not only assists organizations, but he works and very closely works with his family, his kids. He's got two beautiful kids. And we're looking to dive into talking to him about that journey. Now, Solomon, we have a tradition here. We start with a dad joke. I hope you've got one. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 so, I'm, so, I'm so bad at it, but I'll, but I'll try to do uh, justice to that. You know, it so happened there was a guy who was just walking into a pub. And just outside the pub, he saw an old guy who was uh, trying to fish in a puddle. You know, and uh, so he said, poor old fool, this guy. So he said, uh, gentlemen, why don't you come in and uh, let's have a drink? And uh, while having a drink, he asked him, so how many did you uh, catch today? Okay. And then he said, you are the eighth. <laughs> <laughs> so I, do, I, I don't know how good the joke was, but that, that's there for you. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good enough one to start, right? <laughs> Fantastic. I've got one for you, Solomon. Yeah, yeah, good. Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go to play golf? Oh, okay. Maybe maybe they would find a hole in one of the old ones. Yeah, oh, beautiful yeah. answer. <laughs> in case they find a hole in one or in case they shoot a hole in one, right? Or they yeah, get yeah, a hole in one. Hole in one yeah. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. Got that. And you, you cracked that. So good on you. Yeah, I'm learning and growing then, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. That never changes with you, does it? <laughs> so, uh, Solomon, we're here to talk about being dads. 
a role that very rarely is given its due place in in the world dr chuck sheffer talks about how the paternal mental health is still very much in the dark ages and what we know about it so i want to ask you how important is the mental well-being of a dad well it's a very good question and uh, the mental health of a dad and a parent for example uh, is very very important because it not only affects the self but also affects others you know uh, so kids are watching you and your partner is watching you and you, you need to be mentally strong and uh, able to take them through well and you can't do it alone you also need either you need to be networking and that's where again i want to congratulate you this is a great place where when people are confused and they want to know okay how do i handle this situation they can always get onto this podcast to hear from you know different people what they've said about uh, issues situations and stuff like that as well uh, not only that i think uh, uh, partner plays a very important role when you know you feel down you feel stressed you feel i don't know what to do uh, there's ups and downs in life so uh, that's important that there's support from them as well and what would be what's also interesting is when the kids grow older especially when they cross their teens sometimes they can be your support as well i know where they understand you well and they can uh, you know there are times when my kids have been that support since they don't stress it out relax, relax you know let go yep and these this kind of thing that helps us as well you know so uh being mentally strong and mentally healthy is very important for yourself and as well as for the family i like the fact that you bring up as kids grow older and they get into teens right that is such a huge transition not just for the child but also for the dad and for the mom i know you have two grown kids how do you handle that solomon or how did you handle it see uh when when you know when the kids are small and they're babies you know just holding them and seeing them smile and look at them possibly a hug and a kiss that would make you to you know forget everything in the world but as they grow you know sometimes you find them they are angels a moment and devils uh, next uh, you know and uh, then you need to possibly put yourself in a i think we use this in management called as the helicopter view you know where you you stay out of that situation look at okay what's going on and how do i work around it now the most challenging part of uh, a parent and as a dad is that no consciously or unconsciously you are preparing your children how they need to be you see so when you have had issues and challenges in life how you handle is what unknowingly it's, it's an unwritten book that you've already trained your children on this is how you have handled it you know and people handle it differently some get violent some abuse some uh, get uh, physical and some just get into a shell so it's important for uh, for a dad in a mature way to bring in understanding bring in empathy and what many dads don't do uh, is saying sorry you know being apologetic when when they know that they are doing something not right you know this is uh very important you know uh, and at the same time building the children to not judge you and but to be uh, supportive you know and being appreciative is important there are times when i have said thank you to my children and they say dad why are you being so formal you are our dad you know and why are you saying sorry to us i said if i don't do that uh, who else would do that to you and who else how else will you learn 
to be th- saying thank you and sorry to people when they hurt you you know that's important for them to learn you know this is such a such a how should i put this uh it's such a raw nerve that you've touched upon because generally men do not show weakness or emotion isn't that yeah, yeah, yeah you know in in large societies in many societies we we are not allowed to show our emotion cry or but here you are talking about dads being apologetic and appreciative of your kids how does how has that helped you solomon how has that helped you on your journey especially now that you the kids are grown so you would must be seeing it back right you must be seeing something come back to you in the way you've done this if one is, one is you know when you are true to your own self it makes you 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 feel light okay you are not faking anything but you're just being yourself but having said that you know i'm equally strong where somebody demands a sorry from me then i really really had to have been done anything something wrong for me to say yes i will say sorry otherwise i wouldn't be uh, willing to say sorry on that front but because it's just a demand just to meet up to somebody's uh, uh, expectations or ego or uh, they would gaslight you and expect you to say sorry to that and that that might not happen so uh, as a parent when i see this and and my kids have grown the same uh, route of uh, being appreciative of people saying sorry when they have uh, done a mistake and being understanding and empathetic empathetic as well well the journeys are different you know that's another thing that we need to see is when the life that we have gone through before they were born and then the life they see with us and how they grow up are two different and sometimes they feel dad look your story is different your life was different and your choices were different or your value systems were different and ours is different but having said that and and i and i respected and appreciated that but along with that uh, there are things that don't change you know for example being respectful for people you know and being empathetic for people uh, that doesn't change irrespective of what generations you come from and those are such strong values and you're absolutely right yes 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 but i want to dig up uh, dig into that different journeys that we uh, that you so rightly pointed out each of us are different uh, prior to children and then we f- for some men for myself i found it difficult being a dad especially when aiden my first our first born was born i found it difficult to to make that transition right uh, I, there was a time i couldn't even hold him i loved to hold him but i couldn't i was scared i was going to break his back or bones you know because <laughs> he was a baby so uh, what was your influences i know your mom played a big role in uh, influencing you as a dad uh, solomon uh, how did you make that transition take place or was it easy uh, it was uh, it was uh, i don't know it's a mixed feeling you know when uh... The, the 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 journey the experience of a dad is so very different from that of a mother you know a mother goes through more of a physical pain but the dad is uh, if you're so connected then you would experience some emotions but if you are not connected to the whole aspect then you don't know how to react you don't know what to do uh, so the, so it's i'm sharing both my own experience and the and the people around whom i have seen but for me uh, when sophie was born it was i went crazy i went mad you know uh, i i just the moment i heard her and i held her on my hands and then after seeing her in the hospital i went straight i was in bangalore i hit straight to commercial street i just don't know what i bought i just bought a whole lot of stuff <laughs> and and my wife started saying have you gone mad and you know this is after 3 years you have to buy for her and i just had to you know i just went that way 
so there is excitement and uh, there is happiness but then uh, in a very subtle way what crawls in is a sense of responsibility you know a sense of accountability that now i am morally responsible for this child and i cannot you know let go or leave that hand of this little one and i need to you know hold her and help her to travel through this life is something that dads have to always remember you know because sometimes there were there could be uh, challenges with the partner or environment but nothing would change that relationship you see so uh, i remember you know uh, i don't want to name the country where uh, i think this is the first country in the world they say where children can even divorce their father or their parents you know if they are not good enough now uh, <laughs> i said that uh, morally being you know responsible for the children is definitely a parents responsibility your dad's responsibility all the more you see uh, and i think there are more to for me to share you share with you on this oh beautiful and i'd love to get to know more about that maybe we'll keep that for a part 2 uh, yes, on our yes, yes. podcast sometime <laughs> yeah. for sure it's so interesting because i remember when aiden was born i did the exact same thing i remember mm-hmm. walking across from where i live there was this huge mall uh, mm-hmm. in oman and i walked across the road and i bought him a computer for his i think it was his first birthday and okay. i walked i came back home uh, when i say computer i'm talking about a toy computer you know yeah, i yeah, came yeah. back home and my wife jackie looked at me and she's like what's wrong with you the guy can't even you know put a <laughs> sentence together why did you go and buy him this uh, and i'd be honest at that time it was way above budget <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know, another thing yeah so you know the materialistic aspect i think mm-hmm. fathers sometimes make that kind try to fill a void mm-hmm. if i may say so uh, with the connection yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you know <laughs> uh, uh, do you agree with that what's your take on that it's 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 both you know so uh, one is uh, the materialism is uh, creeped into the world so sometimes uh, it is the parent who is spoiling the child or sometimes it is us looking at our own Uh, equals or it could be our friends neighbors uh, you know our own siblings sometimes and then you say okay uh, i need to be uh, equal or i need to be better and then i need my need to, my kids to have uh, better than what others are having and uh, as much as it's a good thought but then we need to realize that sometimes it affects the child as well that means you have put them into a certain lifestyle that might be a challenge for them to stick on to later uh, you, yeah. you, you see so i've seen uh, some of my relatives where they only want to wear branded uh, clothes now then when we when i try to advise them they felt a little not so okay uh, but then they need to realize because life is have you have gone through life you know everything is not the same just imagine a thing like covid where it comes up and hits you all and then you can't do anything and then where would you go about uh, finding uh, ways to stay up to that lifestyle of brands and stuff like that so uh, this is number one number two i think this more to do with the urban setup you know where uh, this kind of uh, catching up with others uh, falls in place and uh, parents also make that mistake sometimes you know i want my child to be in the best of school now that's a good idea but then you forget what comes along with that is there's the best of the other kids and their parents and their lifestyle and uh, you you don't know how to handle that i remember uh, when uh, i put my kids on to bishop cottons they came up with the concept of this sleep over sleep over now mm. we have never heard anything of this you see and uh, for a sleep over was when annual vacation happened we used to go to our uncles and aunt places stay there for a few days come back and that's it 
you go as a package and you come back as a package you see but then this was yeah and this was something new to us and then um, as much as uh, we have we experienced this but i also you know the children started feeling look we are staying in a smaller house my friends are in that big apartment or a big villa and uh, they wanted to go there but they never took the initiative of inviting their friends home mm. and then i had to teach them a lesson through that saying that no you are not going to the next sleepover unless your friend comes and sleeps in your place here yep so yep. there is there is a need for a self respect and mutual respect absolutely you know so i had to bring those things into place of a as much as you are there are some materialistic thing that's there but you cannot let go of those certain values of respecting who we are respecting what we have you know and and then stay with that you see that's important it's you know uh today's day and age i th- you are so correct i think as a dad one of the things one of the responsibilities that i have learned to inculcate in my children are that self respect that listen this this is where you are this is where they are and you may not meet but you can meet in the middle right you 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 can find that common ground and uh, i don't know how i've done but uh, so far i think all right i i have to wait for my my mark sheet is still not out <laughs> let's put it that way uh you know it's it's you you brought up something else solomon that is very interesting today uh, divorce rates are so high right uh, it's 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 no more a social taboo when we were growing up right mm. uh it's it's a common thing each of us have different uh, roles and pathways in life how how did you handle being a separated dad uh and how did you know i'm sure you went through a hard time at some points how did you handle that yeah this is this is you know no nobody when you when you get married and you go through families you never go with that expectation that something like this would happen and then right or wrong uh, so i have been in that place but then um, i don't know what took over me that i i i wanted to be something different you know as much as the pain that i have gone through but of course the kids did see what was going on and luckily they were grown enough to understand what was going on so it was it was a very uh, challenging uh, experience for me uh because uh, i remember for every because i valued family i valued children more and more and uh, i think we i was in a musket at that point in time i never missed a date of the uh case when it happened so it took hell a lot of my own money traveling every time and then you know the judge was also very impressed where he said the person who is staying almost closer to the court didn't turn up and then you have traveled all the way Uh, and then been here for this so they could see what was going on as well mm. so uh it was challenging for me to to be both like both a mom and a dad to my kids and uh, uh and they could see you know I, the struggle was not more of more of because we were grown up the struggle was more of okay how do we balance this out because i had to work i had to still uh, take care of them and um, you know in a, in an indian context when you go through an experience like this more as a dad by the way you know when when uh, when you go through a divorce and uh, it's either a easy walk away for most of the dads or uh, the society and family or friends will tell you okay uh, leave the kids with the child with the mom and then you are free to go you see happens uh, and uh, but but i didn't want it to be that kind of a dad and i was mocked and uh, ridiculed by so many of my own people saying 
what's gone wrong with you that you are taking on this i said they are my kids you know uh, whatever you might say i will never let go of my hand with them so i stood by with them and i also inculcated few things is first is you know they also felt uh, we need to be just us and then be away from the parent but i said look you are on in this earth because of your mother and that is something no it's uh, not that you need to respect you see you need to respect your mother for whoever she is but loving your mother is your choice but respecting your mother you that's an obligation i want you to make sure that you give that you see so the more i did that to them i was reminding them of her birthday telling them okay do you want to go do you want to visit as much uh, i don't even push them you know they said no but then there were times they said okay i'll make a call but what happened with that was their love and respect towards me you know increased even more for the fact that dad never stopped us from you know going and seeing our mother and being with her so as a, when you go through this kind of a separation or difficulty i think you should not bring out your uh, uh, your personal issues in front of the children but allow them to be kids you see that that's important even today you know so once in a while when i ask them and we are still in touch you know even with the with the mother and uh, having the conversation having that healthy relationship with uh, their own children is very important it is something that we like you rightly said in many cultures once separation takes place it is understood that a father was going to move away from the kids you went through that journey you chose to go through that journey if i want to ask you when you look at the helicopter view now of your life as a dad what was what were the one or two or three things that you took away from it i don't want to sound very arrogant but i feel very proud the way i handled it is because most of the time you, you i mean do you find this even if you google and uh, whatever the cases of um, family separations that happens you find uh, the the results are seen more among the um, more among the children that they they fall out out of school or they get into uh, habits or you know so it's so very difficult to handle them because i or they will play the a good cop bad cop and say my dad was good mom was bad you know all that they go through but then uh, i don't know it was lucky enough or god has been kind that i could keep them together and they are in a you know they're in a good place and that's the best part of you know the only way a mask mask it is about how well your uh, your children are you know so that's important true but at the same time i want to talk about a great guy who has made a big influence in my life his name is khalil gibran you know uh, he's a lebanese poet a christian uh, lebanese poet and it's so i don't know i don't i've never heard of this guy when i was googling uh, i could i could see this guy mentioning something about children you know and then um, and i put it on my facebook post as well many times the the interesting part he said was uh, because we keep hearing this many times in indian families which we you know ye this this you know ye mera upar gaya you know he looks like me or that my son is like me or my daughter is like mother or whatever but then he came, comes out and says your children are not your children they are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself that means they have a life and they long to live their life you see and then uh, you are just a bow from which those arrows are sent forth now this made it so easy for me that i wanted to be that uh, bow that helps and strengthen that arrow that let it go as far as it could and i feel proud that it went that far Oof. you see and and when i see these two kids they have uh, i remember you know most of the time when children are asked what do you want to be they will say you know or or some of the parents also say 
doctor engineer blah 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 i never push them what they want to study mm. but i always told them make your choices and then i'll help you in your decisions you know and when one some point in time i asked what do you want to be both of them with not even a fraction of second they thought and said that we want to be like you and they stood by that and today's andrew is in a hr consulting firm so he is in social social work though she studies psychologies and all helping people and supporting them and doing making a difference in people's life as well oh my goodness i don't even know where to go with that answer because i i've known you like i said for a long time and i know you like to help people you i know you, you that that's within you i know that for a fact although it's been years i know that for a fact and i'm testament for it i'm going to tell you a story about it. i don't know if you remember that uh but i'll tell you one later on uh before we end our podcast but uh it's it's so important that and your children coming back to you and saying i want to be like dad i mean i think that is a good mark sheet i think that's an a plus plus right? <laughs> and for me as a as a father today as a somewhat older father today i see the fact that how we implement and how we uh carry ourselves for our children and making them want to be dads a lot of the kids today don't want to be fathers you know but i love that khalil gibran quote yep. they are not your kids you're just a vessel you're a bow and life is going to happen by itself beautiful beautiful uh, solomon i want to ask you about your advice to the younger guys to the younger dads mm-hmm. my advice was spend more time with your kids because you're never going to get that time back right mm-hmm. and i feel guilty about that i keep telling my wife jackie i, I wish i spent more time especially with the elder too uh what's your advice for the for the younger fathers ah oh, well that's a that's a interesting question how do i how do i not prepare for this <laughs> <laughs> see i can just share with uh, share my experience that when i became a dad i i was looking at uh, uh my dad okay and my grandparents and then you know you that's the reference point for you you know that's uh, that's something uh, good and bad sometimes there is no book which which says you know, especially for marriage and parenting you don't have a guide book you see so even if you have one you don't know whether you will follow you i know, think we like have a, too many guidebooks if you ask yeah. me nowadays <laughs> <laughs> so that's what so, so so even if it's there whether you would follow that you see so it's like one of our soft skills trainings that we do the more you train the more you still want to learn you know so that's the journey that marriage and parenting is all about but what i did was the moment i i was uh, you know promoted as a parent and uh, and andrew was born as well that i had to take uh, you know uh, take cognizance of the fact that now i'm a parent of two so what do i do this is a conscious question that i asked myself and i said okay i need to make sure that uh, what i could do i should be able to do so one promise i made to myself is that i will give them if not anything the best education possible in the world and i was in bangalore i had no clue that i would be in muscat i will be starting something in dubai uh, but then you know i was able to uh, stick to that promise that i made to make to myself you see so all the lessons learned of good bad ugly around i wanted to be a better father a good father you know a, a father where people i remember you know i've i've seen so many friends where they are scared of talking to their father yep. you know uh, yeah and they and they they won't they won't mind going telling everything to the mother i said why why the hell why should this be true but then uh, it turned out so very different you know when my kids would go out on a date they would say dad we are going i would i would give them the 
tips of yes and no no push but so they would come back and share and they felt they if you can't feel yourself at home you you're not at home you're at a jail or in some remand home where you've been questioned you see true true yeah yeah so as younger dad i think if it's if we're talking about young dads then i would say make the best out of that little time that they are uh, they are the angelic devils or devilic angels they are because that's <laughs> the best part of uh, dadhood by the way those memories stay with you for life and even today you know andrew is 28 but then my first uh, the, the the picture of his is that little boy uh, ready not going to school he was he was not ready to go to school and my daughter was opposite sunday she would get up and get dressed up and says i'm ready for school <laughs> you, you, you see so they were different and but then uh, they are amazing kids so make the best of the time with the children as young dads but don't spoil them you know so they need to learn that learn the value of uh time learn the value of money and they learn the value yeah. of people these three simple nothing more than that you know so what i used to do was when i used to go for shopping i still remember you know uh uh when they said they would they take up something as a dad i want to i want to buy this i would tell them tell me is it a need want or desire mm. you know so <laughs> so you make them think you know thinking is something that you put in kids from small times from when they are small, small you see true when they want to buy, wear wear a, wear a dress or uh, go somewhere i always used to tell okay tell me your choice you choose the dress and i will say if it's appropriate especially as sophie was growing we needed to make sure that she had to yeah. dress appropriately and stuff like that so they were given the choice they learned how to make those choices those thinking and then at over a period of time we didn't have to make those choices they were able to do it themselves they were just doing it themselves you know uh, it's so interesting you say that i do the same thing need and want i don't go with choice i i need and want i do the same thing and just yeah. recently we were uh the kids as uh, you know had got some pocket money from some auntie and uncle during the christmas season and uh, they said listen we want to go shopping we have pocket money auntie and uncle has given us so we want to go i said all right great let's go where do you want to go we want to go to adidas so my my uh, these are the two younger guys mm-hmm. they love football so they wanted to go to the adidas i said sure let's go so i i they had some 2000 3000 rupees and uh you know that that's all they had right mm-hmm. so we walk into the adidas store and uh, they go straight for their team's jerseys the football jerseys right and it's not a it's not a cheap affair but anyway they walk in there and uh, they want to buy the so they go pick out the size and blah 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 and i said all right let's go to the checkout counter now so we go to the checkout counter and uh, i did this on purpose it's a little maybe a little harsh but i did it well i think and then we said look at the price guys do you want to spend all your money on this one t-shirt mm-hmm. and both of them looked at me and they looked at each other and they said okay this doesn't make sense i said think about it you're going to grow out of this you're a small boy you're going to grow out of it in 6 months what happens to your money so both of them just stood back you know and uh, they didn't buy the t-shirt they chose not to buy it they put it back and they said dad i think we will buy something else <laughs> and they're still deciding about it so uh, i completely get what you're saying as all and that's beautiful but really what i like what you just mentioned was understand the value of time for younger dads understand the value or teach them to understand the value of time money and you you know true to be a good hr guy people <laughs> understand the value of people and that's something that really really uh thank you for that talking about being hr and people how is your role as a professional shaped your role as a father solomon oh big time you know uh big time and i want to i want to thank uh, uh my uh, 
cousin you know because of whom i got into social work and then did hr and stuff like that is because as much as you learn uh, you know uh, even now if you look around it's more of books than anything else around in my study is uh, it helps you to it brings in change in yourself first you know and then when you know something i think i don't know if you remember in musket as well then there was a course on uh, for children we had the cloth thinking or six uh, thinking hats i made sure my kids came yeah. and then brought both sophie and andrew and they sat and then they did well and then got it and they still remember that you know and then once in a while we keep doing that you know uh, we use all the edward de bono uh, tools as well i remember when she had to tra- travel to oman i told her do a pmi you know what is plus what mm-hmm. is minus and what is the implication and that's how she took a decision okay uh, now i make i made my decision i'm going to canada so uh, learning has helped me this journey of uh, hr has helped me to make an impact uh, on the family and on the children as well but my son is very vocal sometimes you know when i bring those concepts at home says dad this this is how please leave me alone you know uh, uh, where, because even in the training when i tell them you know there's vision mission value so what's the vision what's the purpose of your life purpose and passion i want to share two experiences of that one was uh, you know when uh, we had a tough time because being self employed and running your own business is not easy there are times which is there's ups and downs and we were really struggling at one point in time to pay his fees so i was i was thinking what i have to do then you know he said uh, dad i've i've seen many of my friends and their parents they are uh, working and they're running their own business so why don't you do that why don't you take up a job then i told him uh, andrew it's not about uh, job and money it's about your passion and your purpose you know i can i, I cannot get and work in a place where i've been asked to do what uh, some charlie asked wants me to do where i don't have that uh, heart and that mind to do you see i might i might eat a piece of uh, you know less piece of uh, bread but then i'm happy i'm contented true for the fact that i'm making a difference to people's life as well so so it's it was interesting to see how learning from that has made a difference and in fact uh, hr played a, a role even in uh, in the church where i worship you know where last fathers day they asked me to come and talk about uh, on fathers day i had to talk about fathers and then i was thinking okay oh my god how do i do this Uh, because we are not perfect yep we are you know work in progress uh, dads and then there's always to learn even at this age when they are grown up now uh, they might see me doing right or wrong and you need to still be the dad to care for them show them that you are there for them that's important so it was interesting where we we could see uh, just uh, to share your thoughts on it was a interesting research when i did to see that there are good dads there are bad dads there were worse dads there were absentee dads you know yep uh, and there were very permissive dads who would allow anything for the children you know just want to please them true and at some point in time they would say look you didn't stop us and now we are in this place because you you, you could have said no and yes so as parents as father we also have to learn how to say yes and and stick to the no's mm. is also important as well oh lovely solomon it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you there's so much that i've made a note here and things that yes you see but you experience as a father as well but something that you have reiterated about us dads and about our journeys being dads and it never ends doesn't it it just never ends because <laughs> like you rightly said it's a constant uh you know cycle of development of learning of experiencing solomon before we let you go uh, i want you to say uh, by 
to our viewers and leave us with some words of wisdom for our for all of us please okay thank you for that steve uh, well for all the dads who are listening there i would say that be thoughtful you know this is very important being thoughtful of your partner being thoughtful of your kids um especially in this busy world where dads who are especially traveling well like i did i i went out and uh, away from kids for a while and then got them back and then you know whatever that happened but then when they see that you are very thoughtful of of them uh you carry a huge uh, uh you know memory of your children and a huge impact on them as well so that's what i would like to say to the audience oh. and for moms i want to say something for the moms and kids as well that moms that you know uh, if we can be a bridge to the dads and the children you know uh, i am doing a consulting work for one of the uh, biggest uh, jewelry firm in dubai it's a family run business as much as because they were a family i had, i brought in some new things that of course which i was also following is where uh, we brought in the one to one concept where meant that dad would go with one child once a month spend that time with the with the child and come back you know uh, this came up when i was reading about uh, the us president uh, adams where uh, his son became a, an important senior officer in the foreign embassy in the in uk i guess so he went out with his son for fishing mm. and then he came back and he's written in his diary i went out with my son for for fishing time wasted and then his son brook also wrote on the same day on his diary saying went out with my dad for fishing uh, a day i'll never forget in my life wow this is so time plays a very important role uh, so as dads giving that time to children somewhere you know uh, i i could have been I, i must have fallen short of that with my kids but i tried my best to make good of that you know giving that time is very important so moms can if they can be a bridge to the dads you know and uh, dad and children are saying okay spend this time with your dad uh, and sometimes you know right or wrong not everybody sometimes moms or the partner sometimes influences also on being partial or being discriminatory you know so somewhere if you can be more of a connector than a disconnector yeah uh, some that, that that helps as well and for children you see two things is don't judge your parents but respect them you know and number 2 is if possible in their old age if you can be there for them that would be great you know uh, toxicity comes into families when there is more of a demand sometimes parents demand from children look i did this for you now you need to do this for me give me a salary or uh, take care of me or spend this for me now that that is toxic because you're pushing you are you know you're bringing them feel guilty or uh, and stuff like that uh same thing could happen with uh, to- children as well children can be toxic of making the parents feel guilty true saying they look you didn't do this they can't compare with their friends and say you are the worst parent you know and that that stays so therefore we have to be thoughtful of our words as well very important my goodness there's so much i'm taking from this solomon and i'll be honest i never thought it would be that way honestly <laughs> but yeah. i want to narrate a small story before i let you go Okay. Thank you again for being here on our podcast. Thank you for sharing your experience so candidly, so beautifully because as you rightly said, we're all fathers who are learning. There's no manual for us as mums and dads as parents. Uh but you know, we can learn from one another. I, I think each of us write our own books. And talking about a book, do you remember what I what story I'm going to tell everybody? <laughs> <laughs> So let me tell you this everybody <laughs> let me tell you this this was my first day of work in uh, Oman 
uh, it was my, this was way back in 2004. And at the time, Solomon was my boss. And the first day, first show. So I'm sitting there. You know how it is. When you go into a new company, new environment, new culture, you're sitting there, you're wondering what to do with yourself because it's just the first day. Solomon walks in straight to my desk, right? And he pulls up a chair, sits down in front of me and says, okay, so what's your goal? What do you want to do? And I'm thinking, hold on, I'm trying to find my feet here in the company. And he asked me, what do I want to do? And I'll never forget that. At the, at the time, until today, I still have that thought of writing a book. And uh, I, I told Solomon, I want to write a book. And that was in 2004. Recently, about a few years ago, Solomon messages me and says, okay, when are you going to write the book? Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I'm telling you this story is because this gentleman I've just had the pleasure of talking to, and I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from, is a person who is, till today, in, uh, you know, as in, not just inspired me, but has made me more aspirational. He wants to make me better. I don't know that. I've experienced it myself. And this is firsthand uh, authentication for that. So Solomon, I feel I am blessed having you on my podcast. I'm sure my audiences are all too. Thank you so much for being a great dad, a great boss. Well, not great. Uh, sometimes you are not. <laughs> but, not uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get you. But thank you for all of that. And uh, I really appreciate you uh, and uh, the kids uh, and uh, your life story. So, ladies and gentlemen, if wherever you are, a round of applause for Mr. Solomon, please. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Have a wonderful time wherever you are. Solomon, thank you so much for being here with us again. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. And all the best for all your future podcasts as well. Thank you, Solomon. Well, that brings us to the end of Season 2's second uh, episode. Don't forget, please like, share, subscribe. Tell everybody you know about the Papahood podcast. Because it, this is not about just the podcast. It's about fathers. It's about the journey of the fathers. It's about celebrating dads. And, uh, well, it's about learning from one another as well. So this is not for us. This is for the future and for everybody else involved. So wherever you are, stay safe, God bless, and thank you for tuning in.